This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. PJ, you know how you made it? You know, you know how you really know you made it? How? Drop 40 in a pivotal game, and you're not the lead because you're supposed to. We already take it for granted. Uh, Giannis, the Greek freak, has made it. We, we don't bat an eye when he drops 40 in a game like that. Undermanned, no Chris Middleton. Literally kept them in the game the entire first half. Made plays down the stretch. Like, went on a legit run by himself to keep them in striking distance going into the half. He reminds me of, of Shaq in that first couple years with Kobe when they were winning. And it was like, you didn't even look at Shaq's stat line in a, in a finals game. You knew it was going to be 40 and 15. And, like, you just took that for granted. What did everybody else do? Giannis is already doing that kind of stuff. Yeah, no, it was a, it was a uh, interesting game so to speak when you looked at it I had the, the the opportunity though to be with a lot of Houston Astro fans sitting here in Houston and so you can only imagine what game I had to really focus in on dealing with the Houston Astro fans sitting here in Houston they had me out at St. Andrew's Brewery and um, yeah I had to ask a couple times St. Arnold's I don't know why St. Andrew's St. Andrew's Arnold's. you think about the golf course we, no we, it, we there's, a, there's a brewery called St. Andrew's but St. Arnold's Brewery, St. Andrews. Oh, um, but it's St. Arnold's, <laughs> and so I had the uh, luxury of what? sitting and watching some of the Houston Astros games and kind of, you know, yeah, you had a good Houston, time, yeah. obviously, from the way yeah. you sound right now. You had a real good time last. Oh night. no, I'm good, man. I'm trying to remember the name of the brewery, man. That must be some good beer. No, I didn't actually, I didn't actually have any beer though, Evan. I didn't drink at all. I just. You know, I'm, I'm sitting You just there can't to, remember it in general. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying he to is, watch he is in, All right, Key is in Houston as part of our spring tour, and all oh, Key has talked some stuff about the Astros stealing that World Series from the Dodgers, and then hangs out with a gang of them at a brewery last night, and yeah. now can't remember anything, apparently. No, that's not true. I can remember, but in the course of the game, was. I was watching both, mm. and then clearly they turned off the mm. basketball game to the point where I'm like, dude, I got to work tomorrow. What are y'all doing? Yeah. And then they had a little bit of both going on, but it was a good time. You know, had a chance to get them, get under their skin, so to speak. And they brought up the Yankees clearly because of the letter. They said the Yankees were cheating. The Dodgers totally were different. cheating. Blah, totally blah. different. Yeah, but they still were cheating. And they just think, as I explained to all the Houston Astro fans, no one got caught except two teams. That was it. That's all we no, care totally about. Totally different that what the was, Astros did. Two of them I got caught. Like, I feel like we should the, do more story time with Key when he goes on the road. I like The these Red stories. Sox yeah, like versus the Astros. <laughs> Who cheated more? It was fun, though. Q&A with the fans, Jay, and it was good. But at the end of the day, when you look at the situation with the Celtics in Milwaukee, I actually thought that the Celtics was getting ready to run away with the game. I, you know, Because when I looked up and was watching some of it, the Celtics were so far ahead, I'm like, oh, well, it's – pretty much over with but then that wasn't the case well look so Giannis uh, he, he's not even really the lead for me because like I said you just expect it oh 40 yeah of course that's what Giannis does yeah to me the story 
is Drew Holiday. You know, I said going into the game, Jay, that someone's going to have to step up. Drew is really struggling on the offensive end in this series, but he's not the type of dude to go a whole playoff series and not get it done, not to get you one that you no, need. No, he's been balling, though, he, man. Yeah, yes, but he's, been, but he's been shooting a lot to get the points. And in this game, down the stretch, both ends of the floor, he was incredible. You take him off the team, they can't win. What a game from Drew Holiday. Look, I think in Milwaukee, the story is Drew Holiday and how he played down the stretch. But I know in Boston, the story is Marcus Smart. And when you look at this Boston Celtic team, Key, they are 4-11 in games decided by three points or less. Two of those games that they've lost were in this series alone. So for me, it comes down to point guards making big-time plays when you need them the most. Go through three plays, okay? The, the rebound that they, he didn't get. He got bumped into Jalen Brown. Bobby Portis got the offensive rebound. That kept him in the game. Then the play where he drove on the baseline, he got his shot blocked by Drew Holiday. And then the inbound pass. He inbounds the ball, gets it back. Instead, of, a guard is automatically, when you catch the ball in the game situation or in the shot clock, in the clock, you turn, you face, you look up. Your head, like a swivel, looks up to see the court. You need to know where defenders are coming at you from, and you need to survey the court to see where your players are. How does that not happen in that moment if it's reflex? Because he automatically point? puts the ball down on the ground to try to make a play. And my thing is, even if it's one dribble head up, he's looking down. You can't see the court. Jason Tatum's wide open. So when you see a team that's going 4-11 and 11 and games decided by three points or less, and you see these critical three minutes where there were mistakes made by Marcus Smart, I'm not saying it all goes on his shoulders. But damn, down the stretch, man, like those are those are three bitty, pretty big plays. No, they they were pretty big plays. And one of the things that you taught, and I know this, and I didn't even play high level basketball, is to keep your head up at all times so you can see the floor and see everything. When you put your head down for a split second, everything is going to get thrown off. But in the end, though, Milwaukee wanted it more than Boston, I think, and and that's why you saw a guy ball out like a Giannis, giving you what he gave you. But at the same time, Drew Holiday came and pushed the envelope, gave you what he was giving you despite not having Chris Middleton in the lineup early on when this series first started. The first thing that I said, Jay, is for Milwaukee to win this thing, they're going to have to have a second guy, and the second guy has got to be Drew Holiday. And it was. By the way, the play where he – not just the block – but the, the control, the wherewithal to then throw the ball off Marcus Smart, like that was a that was such all a lot of his plays down the stretch were high level of difficulty plays in addition to being extremely clutch plays. It's time for Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Drew Holiday on ESPN Radio on his block on Marcus Smart. Maybe there's more than one defensive player of the year on the on the court. Oh. Fair. I'm saying maybe because I'm so happy that Marcus got it, but I'm up there with him. So okay. this is what I love about the play. Key, we, this is called a setup. Pat Connaughton, who's guarding him, if you're watching the play, goes under, right? So whenever that happens, whenever you see a guard, if you're coming from the weak side, because Drew Holiday's literally standing there looming in the background. When Pat Connaughton goes under, it forces Marcus Smart to bring the ball up top, which it sets up perfectly for Big to come from the weak side, or a guard like Drew Holiday to come and then block the shot over the top. But the whereabouts for Drew Holiday in that moment, like that, that's what makes him so genius defensively. Because he's on the top side, comes down, gets a block over the top, 
toe tips the line, takes possession it, of the ball, takes possession yeah. of the ball, and then has the whereabouts to throw it hard off the chest of Marcus Smart for it to land out of bounds. Those are the championship-like plays for guards that always seem cool, calm, and collective, and they never stress. That's who Drew Holiday is on the court. Really is, man. He's a he's almost like the perfect third best dude to have on a championship team because he can take over a game when you need him to. He has some, just in terms of the sense of the moment to me, some Chauncey Billups in him, some Mr. Big Shot in him, right? Like, I, I, man, I'm a big mark. But I'm, I'm yeah. going to say this, and I know we'll talk about it later in the show. I mean, this team not having Chris Middleton, you're asking Drew Holiday to step up down the stretch. It, it continues to prove my point that I think Giannis is the best player in basketball. I mean, what he's able to do night in, night out with the physicality of the game, with the, 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 the way they beat up on him, the way they double-team him, triple-team him, give him so many different looks, the fact that he can still put up 40 points, 13 rebounds, and keep them single-handedly in the game for Drew Holiday to finish down the stretch, I mean, it's wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, you just take it for granted with Giannis. 40? Oh, yeah, Giannis, 40. 40. Let's talk about Drew Holiday and Marcus Smart and, and Portis and whoever else because, of course, Giannis is going to get you 40. <laughs> It's unreal. Straight talk, wireless, no contract, no compromise. Keyshawn J. Willemax is presented by Progressive Insurance. Even Terrence Howard would be proud of the hustle and flow from the Grizzlies, guys. That's next on ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. Keyshawn J. Willemax, the podcast. Support for this podcast and the following message comes from Wise, the account that helps you manage your money all around the world. Dining in dollars, doing business and bot, wherever life takes you, the Wise account helps you send, spend, and receive in different currencies fast. Wise is the easy way to connect all of your finances internationally. Buying that dream property in Portugal? Done. Freelancing in France? No problem. Sending money back to mom? Simple. All without hidden fees or exchange rate markups. Minimum fees, maximum ease, full speed. Join 16 million customers and learn how the Wise account could work for you by downloading the app or visiting wise.com slash unsportsmanlike. You guys see this uh, guy who lost the fantasy football league had to play in a U.S. Open uh, qualifying event? See this? No, what happened? Shot a 112, which is 40 over par on uh, it's par 72 course. <laughs> 112 where the players roam. So here's the question. What should the bet be for you and Key, for Key, you and Jay, against Barton Hahn in the two-on-two, June 1st? What do you want to do with this one, Key? I, I don't, I mean, I don't know. What, what, like, what dinner or that's too easy, right? The idea is um, what the loser has to do. Loser right? has to That's do. what I'm saying, like dinner or, or what I would make them I would make them dive into the East River, but oh, that would be too uh Ooh. come out with the skin melted off them <laughs> I, would, I would make them I would make them do a whole show wearing a tutu hmm or a onesie or a onesie seeing Bart and Alan's Alan because he's Bart so probably tall. would like wearing a tutu <laughs> or a onesie knowing yeah. him yeah first of all first of all onesies look comfortable to yeah. me. yeah no, so but no 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 not if you get a onesie that's a couple sizes too small. Yeah. Oh, imagine, oh, imagine, imagine that's rated that. R, man. Ain't nobody huh? trying to see that. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nobody. Uh, I think the tutu might be more embarrassing, though. No, no, uh, a onesie that's too small. Oh, we gotta think about because that would be very uncomfortable. It's like they have to address you a certain way, like something about 
something about I don't know what the bet should be. I, don't, I have no idea, really, because what do you what do? You do? Yeah, Buying yeah. dinner, that does nothing. They do that squats. anyway. 888 say espn 888-729-3776. Who what just jumps the in the conversation and says on-site squats? That should be the bet. On what do you mean? On the voice squats. of reason came out of nowhere. If y'all see squats. Alan Hahn on Get Up, yo, bro, I need ten squats. On oh, his legs, his legs is tiny. Oh, just period. I need just period. I need, wherever I you need want. ten squats every time I see you. Wherever you go, I need ten bunny hops. I'm whatever, all in on that. Like that. Oh, I love that, Yates. Like, oh, Alan Hahn's on Get Up. I need ten squats, bro. So Tell just just off. randomly come into a show. Oh, you know I'll do that. Absolutely. Randomly come into a show and just like I get, you know, Key said, give me ten. Yeah, they got to right sign now. up for this too, though. Yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> you know, you know, see, here's I the thing about squats, Alan. Be. Alan we'll understands what Bart's got him into. <laughs> he, so he's you got to come up with a bet that guys are going to sign off on. What are they scared? Yeah, they're not scared. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not in shape, Jay, and I don't get up <laughs> shots, so they should be okay. Hmm. Key hasn't. Yeah, Key's fine. We're good. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm out of shot. Uh, I'm out of uh, shape. I've been hanging out at the wrong spots, See, hanging out here with Pat, you know? Now I'm thinking Key might pictures be working of out eating food. Yes. <laughs> Pizza with arugula. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus... Their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yeah. Sean, Jay, Will and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. Hey. Your smart speakers were Play presented that, by Progressive Insurance. Play that, Yates. Play it. We'll hustle and flow. <laughs> Kendra Andrews. Asked Steph Curry last night, <laughs> so I was what's like, the oh, game plan? And oh. that's what Steph said. Yeah. And, uh, well, someone got whooped. But it, it certainly wasn't Memphis. I was very surprised. I thought, okay, no Ja. You know what? Golden State's getting ready to wrap this up. But, oh, my God, what a beating. Guys, like, they, they, the, the Grizz dominated the glass. I was asleep before halftime, but the, they were. I mean, you know, it was a million. They had a million point lead. <laughs> I mean, it was ridiculous. It was up by I think fifty something at one point. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think when I was watching it got to fifty, but it was thirties. <laughs> like it was a big lead. I know it was. I, I I thought I actually thought that you know when 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 we were coming from a dinner, I actually thought that. Somebody got hurt. Like, I'm thinking, like, well, maybe Steph and Clay both got hurt or something. Because <laughs> it just didn't – it wasn't real, Jay. It didn't sound it right. Happened, Jay. You know, it didn't look right. I, first off, I, I'm, 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 I was shocked. Like, I – I know they were shocked, too. I, I was shocked. and it, But it wasn't – you know, in game four, I had talked about how sometimes – the ball doesn't bounce your way, and there was so much stuff going on. I said, Adrian Payne, you know, you talk about um, a teammate, a Draymond Green's in college. He passed away. Steve Kerr catches COVID two hours before the game. There's a lot of stuff. Shots aren't going down, but you still found a way to win. And the counterpoint to that was, oh, they were lackadaisical. They didn't take them seriously. 
And then that translated, that counterpoint translated into this game. I mean, they were they started getting blitz to the middle of the second quarter. So turning the ball over. And and I listened to Draymond Green's podcast on the way into work this morning. He made some interesting points talking about and it it, it sounded like excuses, but it wasn't. Uh, but still, it doesn't mean it equates to them losing by, you know, 50 points at a time. He was talking about... Well, maybe if Draymond Green was a little more focused on basketball. Well, you know, that's coming, it is. that's he, coming, though, Jay. Like, he, well, if he no, wasn't rushing to do his podcast. No, be, no, no, because his actual podcast breaks down what happened. He was talking about offensively how they're very different when John Moran is not on the court because a lot, a lot more guys get touches and a lot more guys have added responsibilities and they do different things because they don't become overly reliant upon John Morant. Even when defensively things change because Golden State can't target him. They can't bring him into ball screens. And, really, cause they, and, and now when John's off the court, they have a lot more interchangeable pieces due to their size and their length and how they play. So the game plan changes. It still doesn't mean it needs to equate it to them getting their tail Look at those whooped. numbers with but and without. That. That's the points go- per game are higher without. The, sh- the field goal percentage is about the same. But so all that being said, Key, I don't give a damn. There's no way you get smacked like that when you're trying to close out. I mean, I look, I still think Golden State is going to be favored to win this series, but that's alarming that they got beat up that bad. That says something to me about mentally, where are you in these type of games? And I watch Phoenix, and I, I, I'm like, man, is Phoenix more mentally strong and more locked in than Golden State? Doesn't mean Golden State can't beat Phoenix. And I'm not extracting this just all from one game, but that is alarming, Key. Yeah, but they're going back to Oakland now. Yeah, I mean, I, back to San Fran now. So, but Key, you're down 55 at one point. <laughs> yeah, but you know <laughs> how it crazy. is, Jay. And sometimes, sometimes you eat the bear, but sometimes the bear eats you. Yeah, but and, and that's the situation where, yeah, you it get out of control, you get out of hand. <laughs> sometimes things get out of hand, and when they get out of hand. It just unravels a certain way. I get it. You're down at one point, 50-plus points. You wind up losing by 30-something points. You, you you sit there and you try to figure out why. Draymond, as you said, explained on his podcast what the situation in his mind was for them getting down and losing a game in fashion in which they did. Key, it just leads me to wonder about Golden State's ability to win games when it gets to a meaningful moment against a really good team, right? So Memphis, the last game, like you can make the case that, you know, Memphis allowed Golden State to get in it, right, to kind of take it away at the end. But, like, Golden Memphis was outplaying them the whole game, and they found a way. And it seems like it caught up to Golden State in this game. So it just makes me think about, like, you know, what kind of mentality will they have if they when they finally do close this out? And- but I, it's, it's, I don't know, man. It's dangerous. How can and they be really warriors good, at home? When you know you're good, though, Jay, you know how it is, man. I feel you, man, when but you it seems like you're playing really, with a little bit of fire, man. When you know you're really good, like Golden State, and they know they're good, you will have a game like this where you walk into the stadium already confident they don't have job. Man, we're getting ready to run these dudes out the building, and all of a sudden you're the one getting run out the building. Now your focus going back to Oakland has to reshift. And now you got to say, well, you know what, we can't play this game and take them lightly anymore. I've been in games and situations like that where I got whooped, where it was like uh, this team was not better than us, but they did everything the right way, and we did everything the wrong way, and we had no time to catch up because time was running out. Mm. So um, I, my favorite player is John Morant. 
Someone said, who's your favorite basketball player? John Morant. There's probably not another athlete I would rather watch over John Morant. But, but the effect that, that what you point out, Jay, in terms of in what Dre points out, Draymond Green on his podcast about how everyone touches the ball and all this, it's, it reminds me, I'm trying to remember who said it about John Wall with, with the Wizards. They're so good in the high pick and roll, right, that they just do this continuously. When he's not in the game, they do other things, and sometimes we're better without him. It, it's like the James Harden effect, or now you see the Luka Doncic effect. When one guy is so good that in some bizarre way it makes the team sometimes less effective when he's out there because other guys can't get in rhythm, the kind of rhythm they can get when they're getting more touches, the ball has energy, all that stuff, when he's not out there. Yeah, but it's also different, right? Like, don't – you guys have to remember, for a lot of games, they did not have Steven Adams on the court. He was out due to health and safety protocol. Yeah, he dominated So him and Jaron Jackson, they they got 18 offensive rebounds last night as a team. Like, 18 offensive rebounds. And they, so the physicality of the game, it, it, you almost wish they had that in game one. They might have found a way to, to win that game, right? That was a winnable game. Uh, and also, the look, Golden State had 22 turnovers. So yeah, their dude. defense was on point. The thing is, can that be translatable into game six on the road to get it to a game seven? But it's not like Steph is well, shooting Golden State will get sloppy with the ball. In terms of turnovers, you can repeat that. And yeah. then the question is, can Golden State do anything with Steven Adams? Well, and Jaron Jackson, and it can't. The, the, what, Kevon Looney? I mean, talking about Draymond Green? Like, that, they're undersized at that position. If they have three guys that can outshoot you. You know what the problem is, though? Um, Golden State needs one, right? Like, that's really the problem they're dealing yeah, with. Yeah, and they're right going now. back yeah. to Golden State. But, look, hey, guys, yeah, I, and exactly, I'm not, look, exactly key. I, I think that Golden State's going to close out the series. And if Phoenix does. I'm just going to tell you guys right now, I can't wait for one of the low-key best rivalries in all of basketball, and that is CP3 and Stephen Curry. Oh, my God. When that moment happens. And that's probably the NBA championship, to be honest with you. Key, these two, like Steph trained with him coming into the league, went with his family to Disney World. They had a great relationship. Then he played in the 2014 playoffs. The Clippers closed out Golden State in seven. It, it, the, the story between these two and how they, and some of the most viral moments in CP3's career have been him defensively getting roasted by Steph. Oh, it's so good. So what that could be, I'm not saying it, but I'm just saying Chris it. Paul, the perfect point guard from once upon a time, the way the game used to be played is perfect, versus the guy who basically invented modern basketball and Steph for all the mar- – basically to see who can go on to play for all the marbles. You're so right. So – we know when the Cowboys, he's gonna, they're going to play Green Bay this season. And uh, what we don't know is whether Mike McCarthy will still be the coach of the Cowboys when that happens. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors... You're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, 
It's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. It's demon time on Prize Picks, where you can now win up to 100 times your money. That's right, 100 times your money. With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at Prize Picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, Prize Picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stats types are what make prize picks the number one daily fantasy sports app go to prizepicks.com morning and use code morning for a first deposit match up to 100 that's prizepicks.com morning code morning for a first deposit match up to 100 prize picks pick more pick less it's that easy Keyshawn j will and max espn radio sirius xm channel 80 your smart speakers to see us on ESPN, too, you can download the podcast. You can hear us on the app. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. So, guys, Mike McCarthy returns to Green Bay. Cowboys go to Lambeau week 10. Mm. Key? <laughs> well, you know, I said Mike McCarthy, but... The Cowboys are going to go to Lambeau Week 10. Will Mike McCarthy go to Lambeau Week 10? Is he still going to be the Cowboys coach? Yeah, Week 10 for sure he'll still be the coach. He won't get – Jerry has never fired a coach at the, at the middle to the end – I mean, the middle to the beginning of the season. He's never fired a coach. I mean, he may have told the coach you're probably going to be done and, you know, let him finish out the year. But I don't see if he struggles – I don't see where all of a sudden Jerry goes against that. He sticks with it. But I don't I don't know if Mike McCarthy will struggle this year to the point where he'll be fired in the middle of the season, week 10, and somebody else like, I don't know who would be, Dan Quinn. Or what about the opposite, Key? What if, he's, what if Jerry Jones wants to hire uh, Sean Payton, right? And Mike McCarthy's looking a little too good. What, what if does, – does Jerry Jones want to win the Super Bowl with Mike McCarthy? But if you look at too good, then there's no need to hire Sean Payton. Right? I don't, sure. I don't, see, that, I don't see that as a scenario. Now, if he gets off to a terrible start, one in five or something like that, or two and four, then I can see where he won't make it to Lambeau at that point. Mm. Like, if it's, a, if it's just a complete disaster – then yeah, he'll he'll get fired and won't be on the plane to Lambo. Yeah, CK, I, I think he'll be here. I think he'll be there, but let me tell you what I think is gonna happen by the time we get to week ten, Max. There's always this talk around the beginning of the season, that cowboy talk. Nobody's really talking about them as much because people are talking about Tom Brady coming back for another season, Aaron Rodgers, what his receiving core will look like in Green Bay. A lot of people are starting to jump on the Philadelphia Eagles train and Jalen Hurts. Right. Another year behind the center. People were talking about the Saints and how, you know, retooled their defense is and Jameis Winston, him coming back. So people aren't really talking about the Cowboys. But, you know, beginning of the season, we'll get that Cowboys talk about, hey, they could be a team that could be there when it's all said and done. Dak, he got the bag. I'm nervous that people aren't aren't talking talking about about him. It's making me nervous. They're flying under the radar. But by the time I think we get the week 10 key, I don't think we'll be talking about the Cowboys at all. 
I, I think they will be a yeah, team week, that – what you say? Week 10 is a lot of football left still. Yeah, but, but, what, but, that's but what I'm it's saying. interesting. Jerry Jones does not want to be the team that is not talked about. I don't think we'll be talking about the Cowboys being a Super Bowl contender by the time we get to Week 10. I think we'll be talking about you know, what issues they have and how they need to readdress it. And I still think we'll, we'll start pushing the ball but in the, down the Key, field another year. But as Key says, in a 17-week season – even I, if they're five and five, six and four, something like that. I'm going out on the limb, and I'm stating for the fact, as a Giants fan, yes, I'm saying it, that I do not think the Cowboys will be as relevant in Week 10. We won't be talking about them having a chance to win the Super Bowl. We'll be talking about them retooling for the next year to come and what pieces they do need. I'm taking that chance right now. Speak. I, I, look, I don't disagree with you at all, Jay. If that's how you feel, you feel that way. I'm just saying 10 games with seven to go. There's a lot of football left. I hear so you. You got to be like four and six. I know to not we be have to see their schedule. I know Keto has to come out. I just think there's a lot of pressure on Dak to all of a sudden be this savior. And Keto, I've heard you say this so many times. It's ingrained in my Man, mind. Don't tell me what I said. Well, I'm gonna tell you what you said because you keep saying it. What was that stat you say about the Cowboys when they rushed for over 100 yards in a game? Now, I don't remember, but they were like undefeated or something like that. It's some crazy stat, right? So we always talk about them being a run-dominant team, but yet they're paying the quarterback as if they were a throw-first team. And it's just going to be No, they're paying the quarterback what the market dictates. Okay, thank you for clarifying. Yeah, but But that that market only dictates it for the top quarterbacks. Yes. And if you're a top quarterback, I think the idea is, well, he's not the kind of guy who can drop back this many times. Well, but you're paying him like he is. Right. Yeah, but but it Max, it doesn't matter. It's the market. I don't know how many times I gotta knock you guys in the head. No, but that market doesn't apply to everyone, Key. It applies to some guys. It applies to everyone who that is young that can play the position. Everyone will get the bag. Kyler Murray will get the bag. Uh, uh, Lamar Jackson will get the bag on a run-heavy football team. But I mean, they they getting ready to play Russell Wilson. They getting ready to pay Russell Wilson the bag. And guess what? The Denver Broncos rush for 1,900 yards. Not Baker Mayfield. Understood. But also, Max, add to that point, though. doesn't even have a team, Max. Kyler Murray will get the bag. It puts pressure, even more pressure on Kyler Murray. Same with Lamar Jackson. You have another MVP performance. Absolutely. It doesn't relieve the pressure from Dak Prescott. Yeah, Dak Dak Prescott is on the stove, man. Yeah. He on the right burner, okay? And it's on high, and the other burner's ticking. You know that tick, 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 tick before it actually lights? That's where his is at. There's no question. Last year, he got the bag. The year before, he got hurt. It was kind of like, okay, well, all right, well, let's get it. Let's figure it out. Now, the flames is, is hot. See, He's I disagree boiling right with now. This. Wait a minute. I disagree with this. Everyone keeps no. – I keep hearing this. Let me tell you why I disagree. It's not that people won't notice it and talk about it. We will. However, I see two more years of runway for him. I'll tell you what I mean. Mike McCarthy gets fired. It doesn't work out. McCarthy's gone. Well, it was the coach. Now you bring in the new coach. Year one, it doesn't work out. You mean Sean Year Payton. one with a new coach. You got to let him get used to the new system. He got two years of runway before he's really, really on the hot seat. No. This is the Dallas Cowboys, man. This is not the Philadelphia Eagles. This is not the Carolina Panthers. This is the Dallas Cowboys, America's team. And if you're the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys, you are America's quarterback. Mm. And he has to deliver this year. What did Tony Romo? Tony Romo didn't win a Super Bowl. He was there for years celebrating. Ma- Ma- Max Kellerman? Come on, man. Seriously, did you really just say Tony Romo didn't win a Super Bowl? Like, no. let's be honest with each other. Mm-hmm. Okay? Jerry Jones had a, a different affection 
for Tony Romo. And people had a different affection for Tony Romo. His story was different. Dak Prescott got paid as the highest paid quarterback at once upon a time in the NFL. That pressure is different than when Tony Romo got well, paid. I, I agree. Listen. So much different. Listen, I get it. Dak got the bag. He has. The, he gives you the feeling of a winner and all that stuff. At a certain point, though, if if the results don't add up to the feeling you get, that's when the pressure comes, and that might be coming right now. I get the whole Cowboys thing, but let's think it through. Let's say they don't win a playoff game this year. Oh. Mike McCarthy is fired. Dak's going to be right there, right? Well, he's, he has to be there. They paid him. Well, of course, not of going anywhere. Of course, but Aaron Rodgers was scuffling a little. Not him, but the team. In Green Bay, they got rid of Mike McCarthy. Same dude. Now you bring in a new coach. Now, people don't think Dak is Aaron Rodgers, right? But they think he's real good. In that first year in a new coach's system, they went out and drafted a quarterback because he was getting used to it. He say Sean Payton's system. Okay, Sean Payton. Yes. The point is, he's going to get one year at here's a freebie, Dak, new coach. I get what you're saying, Max. There's there's truth to that. He's going to – people are going to say, oh, well, let's see what Sean does with it. Right. But it does not alleviate the heat and the pressure that this young man is going to be under if the Dallas Cowboys do not look like a team that's going to finish strong and Mike McCarthy is fired. That's just – it's the reality of it. I understand what you're saying, though, about he's got a little bit of a runway. You can make an excuse. It was a system. You can blame it on the coach. Some people will buy that. Most people will not buy that at all when you just gave a guy the type of money that you gave him and you look at his track record and all of those sort of things, they'll start putting it together. You know how they'll do it. They'll start piecing it together. It'll look like a different puzzle when they're done. So, Key, let me ask you, because I'm a betting man. You're the football expert. Knowing that everything Dallas has lost, where do you see them when it's all said and done this year? I still kind of see them fighting for the division with the Philadelphia Eagles. I think they got the better quarterback within the division right now. I really like Jalen Hurts, though. He, I like him. I like Carson Wentz's system in, in Washington. Um, I think they probably win the division, and they might most likely get bounced in that first round of the playoffs, depending on who the opponent is, which means that Sean Payton is finishing up the interiors of the house that he probably just bought near the Texas facility. <laughs> I mean, near the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah, near the yeah, Cowboys yeah. Oh, yeah. facility. Oh, yeah. Strategically bought, yes. Bill in Penguinsville. Know what that means. What's going on, Bill? How are you doing, guys? Tough What's loss last night, Bill? man. Nice to talk to you. Hey, yeah. I wanted to make a point about uh, coaches. I think coaches make the biggest difference in football, mm-hmm. right? Look at Belichick. But what I really wanted to say is, the Steelers are going to be big this year because of the coach that they brought in that nobody wanted to hire. Mm-mm. Remember? Brian Flores. But he is going to be so hot after this year, everybody's going to want him. Yeah, I think the Steelers are going to be good this year. Just a tough division. Yeah, I think the Steelers will be good. Brian Flores is a good coach, so he'll do well on the defensive side of the ball. Um yeah, they'll they'll be fine. I don't. What's good? What's what's fine? What's fine with? He's Max, overqualified said, for his job. Nice. Mitchell Trubisky, can he can he pick it? Which one's starting? How I'll, good is I'll good? tell you Mitch this Trubisky off the bat. Starting. I, I, I'll put any amount of money, Mr. Trubisky. Right, but how good job. is good? What's I, fine? I'll, t- I'll tell you off fine, the bat like this. Off the bat like this. It's a seventeen game season now, right? I'm going to tell you minimum. The Steelers are nine and eight. That's that's where I start. That's the floor for me. Nine and eight. 
Okay, so you get ball bounces a couple of times. Lucky for you, all of a sudden you got eleven wins. That could happen. I think they. I think they are a 10-11 win type team. Um, I think they squeak into the bottom half of the playoff bracket. That's what I kind of think. I mean, I don't really know how it's going to shake out. Obviously, with the with the numbers and how many games you're going to need to win and all that. But I think they at the back end of the playoffs. That's what I believe. I think they're. 10-11 win team. Okay. okay. How about the Packers of it all? We've been focusing on the Cowboys, right? But actually, to me, America's team is actually, when you think about it, the Packers. That's the team of Vince Lombardi. That's the team, like when people, there was an old expression in advertising, does it play in Peoria? Because that's supposed to really represent middle America. Now, demographics have changed. But that's basically in that area, right? They're owned Peoria, by Illinois. They're owned by the fans. Yes. They're owned okay. by the fans. The, the Packers, really, like, you know, it's publicly owned. So, so, to me, the Packers are as much America's team as anyone. They're, like, to me, the true America's team. And we're, we haven't focused on them yet. What about the Packers in all this? Did they get Aaron Rodgers enough in this offseason? Key, when they drafted, when they drafted Jordan Love, this is first year under a new coach, Aaron Rodgers, maybe he's just learning a new system, maybe he's getting older, it wasn't clear, let's draft his replacement. They had a chance to win that year. But without bringing in an extra weapon for Rodgers, it feels to me like they've been chasing their tails since then. You know, oh, good pickup in the second round at wideout. But they got to replace Devontae Adams. Have they gotten better, Key, or do they have enough to win a Super Bowl? I think they have enough to win a Super Bowl uh, because they got number 12 in a defense with Joe Barry, led by Joe Barry, the defensive coordinator. Uh, certainly got came on middle to the late part of the year, got better. They added two high-level defensive players early in the draft. They picked up receivers middle, late in the draft. I think when you look at them, I, I think they're going to be right there with everybody else. Um, you know, everybody talks about they need to take – they should have took a receiver. They should – when they drafted Jordan Love, it's like they don't need a receiver. They needed a player wherever, the best player available. They didn't need a receiver. But key by Aaron we- Rodgers – would have liked to have somebody that could have helped them, but they they history shows they don't draft receivers in the first round. They like guys in the second to later rounds to develop and turn out to yeah, be something special. Also, that speaks to the whole guard of the Green Bay Packers, the old guard of the Green Bay Packers in the past, as well as the Kansas City Chiefs. Where did Andy Reid start? Okay, that's just that's just what they do. So let's get off of they needed a court, a receiver in the first round so much. Oh, no, no, I'm not even. I'm not saying that. I, Christian Watson could wind up being the best in the class. Who knows? Let's wait and see. As you said, they've had a, got a lot of luck with it. I mean, like it looked like they could have gotten over the top. Now they won 13 games every year, right? They win 13 games a year. I'm not worried about them in the regular season. I'm saying Tom Brady came back. First year he was in your conference, Aaron Rodgers. He got by you and won the Super Bowl. But that's Aaron, though. That ain't that ain't oh, the receiver. Oh no, no, no. I'm not. I'm not, I don't mean to. Fall. I'm saying like, is there a does Rodgers have enough? Does the by Rodgers I mean both sides they, of the I ball. Think they, I think because they key do. by week ten, I know the Packers are going to have a great record. That's not going to tell me anything. I won't know until the playoffs I, I, start. I think they. I think they do. Doesn't mean that they will though. Like, what, what we tend to do is we focus in on the star power, the snack cracker. Pop. Oh, they got Gronkowski. They got the, Mike Evans. They got this. They got that. Blah, blah, blah. They're going to be better than them. 
Well, they lost to the Rams. How did that happen? Well, the Rams, the Bucks didn't do this. They did. So you just don't know what's going to happen in Green Bay. They may all of a sudden turn on the switch for those three games in the playoffs this year when they didn't in the past. Yeah, I, I, I don't think there's going to be. I don't know. Key, is there a way to tell if they're going to turn it on in the playoffs in the regular season? To me, it's got to get there and got to see. Because we, we don't know, right? Tennessee Titans rolling along. Ah, they don't need Derrick Henry. They're great. Ah, max voice. And then at the end, Ryan Tannehill gives the ball to the other team three times. They lose. They go home. Cincinnati, oh, they're okay. Blah, blah. They wind up in the Super Bowl. We don't know until the season starts. From right now, as I look, the Green Bay Packers are one of the top three to four teams in the NFC. John in Texas. You're on with Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. Yeah, I'm a lifelong Cowboy fan. I'm 78. They've, they have always been, since the, their Super Bowl run in the early 90s, ever since then, they've always been overhyped, overhyped as a team. They, they don't got the goods, and they damn sure don't got the goods at quarterback. Prescott's just an average quarterback. Thank you. Mm, average. Mm. I think he's better than average. I think he's a good quarterback. He just... Yeah, but like you're maybe I, I trending get, to great. I get you John's go. point. See what I'm saying? There yeah, but I, I get a little bit of John's point about the overhype that comes along with it. So if you're the quarterback, starting quarterback of an overhyped team, people can overhype, you know, how good you are too, to a degree. I'm not saying it's real, but I can see the correlation. You, there you go. There's your first. There's your first flame, Max. There's the first little spark right there, <laughs> yeah. right? That yeah. that that that. Prescott isn't the guy. So you see what I'm saying? Yeah. That's why that pressure, that, yeah. oh, my God, we gave him this money, get rid of him, all of that, if it doesn't happen this year, it's coming. You watch what mm-hmm. I tell you in late January. You'll be like, ah, Key was right on this day. Let's see what Don in Dallas has to say about it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, thanks for taking my call. I agree with Key, but for a different reason. Key said the puzzle will look different for us. No, the puzzle will not look different for us. Because like the last caller, if you guys remember, I called and, called and told you guys before, Dak was not the guy when he first got that contract. You know, um, but why come Jerry Jones won't get bring a reliable backup? Because when he goes down again, Cooper Rush is not going to be the guy to take us there. And we don't have another guy to uh, step in if Dak is faltering. Good point. Well, there's the other spark. (laughs) (laughs) But, Key, what about the – I hear what you're saying, but what about the point he made where maybe the second most important player on the team is the backup quarterback? Mm. And what do you think about Dallas's depth at quarterback? Should they have brought in someone who's more like a veteran, reliable veteran in the event of of an injury? Absolutely. But who's out there, though, right? I mean, I don't know. When I I think about it, it's like – I mean, they could have made a play for Marcus Mariota, but he was going to get the starting job in Atlanta. Key. Um, Key. Baker B. Mayfield? No, you don't. I, I don't want that. Okay. You don't want that. I'm just throwing it out there. You said a reliable backup. Somebody. No, I understand that, but it's $18, 19000000 Well, well, not, well not, no, it's not, it's not good to I'm be, not though. taking him at that price. No but way. I understand that. I'm you saying if he look? is re- eventually cut or released. No, let's do the key, Sean. Look, you know, you take them aside. Hey, Baker, you take a little haircut. We're going to pick up a little bit. They're going to pick up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but the thing that you don't want, you don't want to put the stress on your star quarterback 
that all of a sudden Baker Mayfield is in Dallas. You know what Dallas is? You want you really want to know what Dallas, Texas is? Mm-hmm. You guys are geographically educated, right? Mm-hmm. What's proximity to Dallas? Oh yeah, no question. Of Oklahoma. course, he, no question. He's and gonna... where is he from? Austin, Texas. Texas. Yeah, yeah. You of don't course. want yeah. to bring that in the point. building yeah, you're right. because the moment that a guy struggles, eh, second guy could put Baker. It, it's just too quarterback much. controversy. Yeah. The only thing is, I think that. it's, I think it's, I mean, Dak is better than Baker. People know that. Yeah, right? I understand that. But if Dak Prescott has some struggles, let's say Dak struggles two or three games in a row. Now, all of a sudden, that's the talk. Boo, Dallas yeah. Morning News. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, Dak, don't Dallas. struggle two, blah, three blah, blah, games blah. in a row. I mean, this is what you're talking but about, it King. It happens, though, Max. They all struggle. Hell, Tom Brady, he had five fingers up against Chicago. Yeah, Patrick What, what did you say on yeah. Get Up or, or yeah. uh, First Take? Ah, he's and then, done. And then seven Super Bowls later. It, yeah, I get it. But that's the, <laughs> but that's the thing. Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, they can struggle for a while. Even if Baker or whoever's backing them up, no one's going to bat an eye. Dak is not there yet. Exactly. Da- Dak is not that dude, but they paid so him like that. You don't want to put yeah. somebody behind him. Now, if you went and got an old wizard, I'm just trying to think who would be an old wizard? Huh. Yeah. Yeah, if you get like, yeah, like a Hoyer or. Somebody like that, you know. Like what Case Keenum was for Baker Baker. on the on the Browns a couple years ago. Yeah, last year, last year. There were some things around that. The best player in the NBA did it again, guys. He did it again. We're going to tell you about it next on ESPN Radio and ESPN Two. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. We're just weeks into this year, and the news is already nonstop. Two overseas wars, a presidential election already testing the democratic process, a former president in court. It can feel exhausting, borderline impossible to keep up with, but we can help. I'm Brad Milkey, the host of Start Here, the daily podcast from ABC News. Every morning, my team and I get you caught up on the day's news in a quick, straightforward way that's easy to understand with just enough context so you can listen, get it, and go on with your day. So kickstart your morning. Start smart with Start Here and ABC News because staying informed shouldn't feel like a chore.